Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Deuteronomy chapter 15. And if I were to give this one a title, it would be simply treat each other with dignity. Treat each other with dignity. Moses is talking about the idea that even when you're in a situation where you're blessed and God is moving in your life, you're still going to have difficulties. There's still going to be times when you're going to need to give grace with one another, even though hopefully no one will ever struggle. But if they do, how do you treat one another with dignity? So we're going to jump into that in just a moment. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure if you're watching this on YouTube that you like, share, and subscribe. It really helps us get the word out. If you're listening to this on a podcast, we're really trying to make sure we get this into all the podcast outlets. So Apple, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, all that good stuff. So wherever it is you like to listen to your content, hopefully we are there. And if we are not there, let us know so we can get there. Because I love this idea of developing this community of people just surrounding reading God's Word together. Because I'm going to tell you, the more we dig, the more we find. And I'd love for you to go to my blog, brandoncannon.com. And right there, you can subscribe to my newsletter. And I am in the process. I've just about finished this up to completely revamp that whole thing to be focused on the Bible Breakdown podcast. Because once again, the more we dig the more we find. And that is the case for today. So as we've been building onto this, remember that the book Deuteronomy, the title is a Greek word, which means second law. And so one of the greatest leaders to ever live, Moses, is not going to get to go into the promised land, but he is cheering on the next generation. And so he started several chapters ago with the law, the Ten Commandments, the covenant declaration given by God saying, hey, you do this, you're going to be able to remain in my blessing. From there, he talks about our responsibility, being faithful to that law. And he's just continuing to build on that. And today is an interesting chapter because in chapter 15, he he talks about the idea of when we get indebted to one another. Now, God's hope is that everybody will be blessed. He says, if you do what I say, you you honor one another, you give to me, that way what you have is blessed. We talked about that idea that God tells us, give us a t- give me a tithe, you know, something that costs you something, and then my blessing, God says, is on the rest of it. So there shouldn't be any poor among you if you're doing what I told you to do. However, things happen. We make bad decisions, whatever, you know, all these things happen. And so even in a blessed environment, people can still struggle. And so what do we do? And I love that Moses is saying, even if you go through difficult seasons, always treat one another with dignity. And so that's what he's going to talk about here together. And so let's read this together and see what God's word will say to us as it talks about treating one another with dignity. So if you have your NLT Bibles open, it's a translation reading from you got your cup of coffee ready. Let's dive into this together. Verse one of releasing debtors says this. At the end of every seventh year, you must cancel the debts of everyone who owes you money. This is how it must be done. Everyone must cancel the loans that they have made to their fellow Israelites. They must not demand payment from their neighbor or their relatives. For the Lord's time of release has arrived. This release of debt, however, applies only to your fellow Israelites, not to the foreigners living among you. There should be no poor among you. For the Lord your God will greatly bless you in the land he is giving you as your special possession. 
You will receive this blessing if you are careful to obey all the commands of the Lord your God that I am giving to you today. The Lord your God will bless you as he has promised. You will lend money to many nations, but you will never need to borrow. You will rule many nations, but they will not rule over you. But if there are any poor Israelites in your towns when you arrive in the land that the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them. Instead, be generous and lend them whatever they need. Do not be mean-spirited and refuse someone a loan because the year for canceling debts is close at hand. If you refuse to make a loan to the needy person and they cry out to the Lord, you are going to be considered guilty of sin. Give generously to the poor, not grudgingly, for the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. There will always be some in the land who are poor. That is why I am commanding you to share freely with the poor, with the other Israelites in need. Now, what is Moses talking about? Well, in the book of Leviticus, if you uh, journeyed through that with us, (laughs) there was this amazing chapter that talked about the year of Jubilee. And what would happen is, is that every seven years, debts would be canceled. And then every 50 years, every debt plus every land that had been sold and purchases, all of that will go back to the ancestor. It's almost like a one big start over. One big just, just everything's forgiven, everything's done, everything starts over. And what Moses was saying is, you need to keep doing this. Because, you know, that's fine. You know, you don't really see the need for it if you're the one who's blessed. But what if you're the one who gets in hard times? What if something bad happens? You are going to be willing to do the hard thing if you know that relief is coming. And so what Moses is saying is, is you don't have to do this for foreigners, but for everyone who is part of the Israelites, part of the covenant, every seven years, forgive them. Forgive them of the debt. And then he said, and, and don't look for loopholes. You know, if you get in a situation where it's year six, you know, and someone needs some help, don't say, well, I can't help you because, you know, seventh year is coming and I got to let you go. I got to forgive you. Don't do that. But rather help one another because, as he said in verse four, there should be no poor among you. So if there is, something special has happened and they really need some help. And that's why it's so important because even Jesus says in the New Testament, do unto others the way you would like for them to do to you. And so Moses is saying the same thing. Freely you have been given, freely give to others. And notice how he also says, there's always going to be poor among you, so always have a giving heart. Jesus says this as well because he said, the poor you will have with you always. And that is not looking down on things. It's just saying there's always going to be a need, so always have your heart open to bless others. And Moses is going to tell us now how to go about doing that. All right, verse 12 says this, If a fellow Hebrew sells himself or herself to be your servant and serves you for six years, and the seventh year you must set that servant free. When you release the male servant, do not send him away empty-handed. Give him a generous farewell gift from your flock, your threshing floor, and your wine press. Share with him some of the bounty with which the Lord your God has blessed you. Remember that you were once slaves in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. That is why I'm giving you this command. But suppose your servant says, I will not leave you, because he loves you and your family, and he does not, or he wants to dwell with you. In that case, you are to take an awl and push it through his earlobe into the door. After that, he will be your servant for life, and do the same for your female servants. You must not consider it a hardship when you release your servants. Remember that for six years they have given you service worth double the wages of hired workers, and the Lord your God will bless you in all that you do. Now, pause. Now, this is something that is, to be honest with you, is really frustrating to me because 
People who are opponents of Christianity, who, who don't believe in God's word, they will say that the Old Testament is full of condoning slavery and all this kind of stuff. Notice what it just says. Now, what they would do back in the day, it was very common. Nowadays, there are people who, if they work at a, um, at a manufacturing plant, let's say they work for Ford Motor Company, well, they will go and they will work for Ford Motor Company to get a paycheck, right? And so it is working for that company, but in an Old Testament term, they would it would say they enslaved themselves to that company. Now, by that word enslavement, there you got to get it out of your head. You know, 17, 1800s in uh, the South United States, horrible, horrible conditions, horrible slavery conditions. That's bad, 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 bad. Okay, we got that. That's not what this is. This is where someone would go work for someone else to pay a debt or for a wage. It's the same thing as one of us going to work for a factory or a company in order to receive a wage. We are working for them. It would be the equivalent of enslaving, quote-unquote, ourselves to them. So it's not quite the same thing. Think about it. Moses is even having to tell them, okay, so if they don't want to leave, this is what you have to do. So it wasn't that they were being beaten down, but they actually, in many cases, be treated so very well that they didn't want to leave. They didn't want to go and do their own thing. Because if you think about it, too— in this culture, there was no social safety net. They were having to live off the benevolence of others. And so if they were able to find a home where they were well taken care of, they wouldn't want to leave. Hey, listen, I'm going to spend my whole career with you. And so it was a situation where, where Moses is telling them, hey, if you get into a situation like this, it's okay if you want to do this. So constantly be looking to bless and to be part of the community together. All right, verse 19. You must set aside for the Lord your God all the firstborn males from your flocks and herds. Do not use the firstborn of your herds to work your fields, and do not shear the firstborn of your flocks. Instead, you and your family must eat these animals in the presence of the Lord your God each year at the place he chooses. But if this firstborn animal has any defect, such as lameness or blindness, or if anything else is wrong with it, you must not sacrifice it to the Lord your God. Instead, use it for food for your family in your hometown. Anyone, whether ceremonially clean or unclean, may eat it, just as anyone may eat a gazelle or a deer. But you must not consume the blood. You must pour it out on the ground like water. So once again, God is just establishing order so that when they get into the promised land, they can be blessed. So, what's the bottom line of this chapter? The bottom line is, always have your eye open to be a blessing to others. In the plan that God has for you, you're going to have seasons of plenty. You're also going to have seasons when you struggle. It's just the way life works. There's going to be seasons when you're going to go through good times and you're going to go through bad times. What matters is that you always have your eye open to be generous. Because one of those days, you're going to be the one who can be generous to others. And then you're going to have those days when you're going to be so very thankful that others will be generous to you. And so in the blessing that Moses is hoping for this nation, he's saying, when you go, realize bad things are still going to happen. But the wonderful thing is, is now you can be part of the solution. And what I love about being in the kingdom of God is that God gives us the opportunity to be a blessing to others. And so what a wonderful blessing it is to realize that you might be somebody's next miracle because of your generosity. What a wonderful thing it is to be in the kingdom of God. Let me pray for us and we'll be done for today. Thank you, Father, that you love us more than we can understand. Thank you that you are for us more than we could ever imagine. I pray, God, that we will continue to know you, to walk in your goodness, and to be a miracle in someone else's life today. Don't forget, 
that God's word says in Deuteronomy chapter 30. Today, I have given you the choice between life and death. Choose life. You can make that choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. My prayer today is that you would choose life in everything you do. And I forgot to say amen a minute ago. So in Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) I will see you tomorrow for Deuteronomy chapter 16.